0: Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. Today's guest is Carlo Milo. Carlo is a seasoned fitness expert with over 10 years of experience in the fitness industry. He is passionate about transforming people's lives and is committed to empowering busy professionals to achieve their body and mind transformation goals within 90 days. His renowned Shredding 12 program is a program that I've personally taken myself, guys. um, I just wanted to let you know that I actually started working with Carlo after this episode. And I can proudly say that I've lost, as a result of it, 15 kilos. So guys, if anyone is looking to get their mind right, to get their fitness right, I can attest that Carlo is the best trainer I've had. During this episode, we discussed why we we're all obsessed with weight loss. We talk about the nutrition dilemma and why people struggle to stick to it, the importance of having clear training goals and his philosophy to fitness and health. And the last message he wanted to share is take care of yourself and make your health your number one priority. Please join me in welcoming to the show, Mr. Carlo Milo. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. So, Carlo, I mean you got connected uh, through, my, through my cousin, Raja. So, shout out, Raja. And I also know uh, you've been training him for the last two years, and I've seen the results that he's gotten. So, you know, yeah. kudos to you. And I've been, as I was mentioning off camera, there was, there's a lot of, I've been living a bit of a health kick recently, not in terms of my own health. There's a lot of work to do there. But I've be, become a lot more interested in health and fitness and over the last couple months I've been watching a lot of podcasts in that space Um, and so many things that I've been told my whole life and people like generally are told I've learned are not necessarily true anymore or maybe there's a different perspective on it. So I kind of wanted to dive in today into all about fitness, nutrition, you know the work you do and you have over 10 years of experience you know as a trainer so I would love to get your insights into lots of different areas. But before we get into everything, Carlo, why don't you give all of us a little bit of background about yourself, Then we'll take it from there.
1: Yeah, so, you know, as I said said yourself, I've been doing this for about 10 years. Um, and <clears throat> in that time, I was a personal trainer, and I started with that, and then from there, I went into group training. Uh, and then online training obviously the kind of sequence it usually is and I've been working with people to change their body composition I have a, a program which is the shred and 12 program which is for people to do a 90 day period where they lose um, as much body fat as they can and stretch and build strength in 90 days and they have like a before picture and after picture like mm-hmm. transformation yep. which is like really good and the results are amazing so and every time I post those I have got always get more clients wanting to join because they can see that the results speak for themselves yeah and um, prior to doing that um, I was obviously living in Scotland, and um, I was at University of uh, Edinburgh Napier. From there, um, you know, again, as you know, you know, you learn most of your trade outside of university, sure. but that was a good baseline to go from. Um, and then from there, I went over to Texas. I lived in, t- you know, I was in Texas. For oh a no way! Yeah. Oh, that's sick. How was yeah. is, is it? living in the states? I mean, in Texas this is amazing. I was working with little kids. Um, you know from the ages of three years old up until about 14 playing soccer and yeah it was really fun it was really fun it was an amazing time it was a part of my life where I was like eight, nineteen twenty, which is in Texas and being Scottish is amazing because you know you feel like David Beckham to a certain extent people like think you're famous you're just like especially like 10 years ago when people didn't wouldn't have went over there as much maybe it's different now but they didn't go there as much so like being over there at that time in your life was just like this is insane um which then and i was always a bit of a person to get up and go so then i came over there and i was just like over to texas then from texas I went over to, um, back to Scotland, stayed in uh, a place in Glasgow called Easter House, which if anyone's watching this and from Easter House, uh, Shout you, out can Easter un- House. <laughs> you can see why I probably came over here. Um, so I, I worked in Easter House and then I went, um, I got an opportunity to come to Dubai and then came straight over here, set up a business at a place called Smart Fitness and GLT and then I just built my business
0: as much as I can from there. Okay, awesome man, it's really interesting. So, how did, i guess the question is how did you get into fitness was that some uh into like being a trainer and stuff was fitness something uh, always a part of your life or maybe you were just super like athletic and sporty growing up you know i'm guessing that's it come from scotland just, football just athletic, sporty, about. loved it wanted to be a football player never made
1: it as a football player then was like what did i do here wasn't an academic focused person um and the, the system the school system didn't really work for my, my my side of things a lot of people say oh the school system didn't work for me but they've got all a's i'm like. Like, you talk rubbish, like <laughs> it's just nonsense. Like, they, they're the kind of persons. like, Oh, I've not been studying and then get full marks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people are like that, whereas I was completely opposite. Like, I was literally the worst person in the year. I didn't like it, didn't suit me. It wasn't where I was, and I always knew I was pretty smart in that regard of something else. I knew I had the, the understanding of it, but it wasn't suited to me to have this kind of schedule of school, which you can hear for a lot of people out there who are kind of entrepreneurial. Yeah, um, exactly. they, they, it doesn't work for them. Um, and then, um, and then, yeah. So, like that, that that made me just from from there. Made me someone who was always kind of like a focus on what what's next done the university degree which was only got in because I did two years of college before because I didn't have the qualifications which I did sports massage and all this kind of stuff which was college was better than university went from university and again was like okay what do I do here became a personal trainer just because my mate was like let's become a personal trainer which suited me perfectly because I was social my sales skills are pretty good so I was trying to get 20 pounds off somebody in Scotland Glasgow at that point was a nightmare so when I came to Dubai and people had so much excess capital it was just like this is a joke yeah is, yeah, yeah yeah you know what I mean there's people who don't care either mm. so my sales skills were good and I was able to provide not just sell the product but I was actually able to give them the results they want exactly. which 10 years ago in Dubai was difficult because you know people weren't always that great at what they do and don't get me wrong i literally from what I know now compared to then is ridiculous but i was still being able to provide them in a safe manner and, and sure. controlled in, in terms of giving them some nutritional contr- nutritional
0: advice and stuff so yeah it's interesting um, uh, listening to uh, what you were saying is I think uh, when you're talking about, you know, the sales skills, uh, <clears throat> you came here, not only are you personal trainer, but you built your own business. I think sometimes there's a lot of misconceptions we might have um, when it comes looking at personal trainers and stuff. What is something that maybe a, com- like a, a normal person, quotation marks, like myself wouldn't understand about uh, the intricacies of the job? Because from my perspective, I'd be like, okay, I go to my trainer, he trains me, and you know the goal and the reason I'm joining him is because I want to see results, depend regardless of what my goal is. But it sounds like there's a, there's more that goes into it than just simply mm. training you training me and me giving you like a meal plan.
1: Yeah, well, like there's a psychological aspect to it, right? Like this is it's completely psychological. Like at the end of the day, you can provide someone with the best meal plan and the best nutrition and the best um, workout plan, but are they going to follow it? So that's why I focus on community-based training because at the end of the day, human beings want to be around other humans. Right? That's how we work best, regardless of someone's in all this quotations, introvert, extrovert. Mm. I, I really don't – at the end of the day, when people work alongside each other, they'll be pushed harder, they'll be more accountable, and they'll be – more focused on regards to the goal at hand because other people around them are getting progress. It's the same principle, right? If you want to get rich, you hang around with rich people. If you want to get healthy, you hang around with healthy people, right? So if you can stay around with health, health, healthy people as much as you can, and they're you know upgrading their life, not only will you become less, body, it'll reduce body fat, gain muscle, if I try to create a community of people who are, you know, people who are focused on their work, who are not, you know, dead end, people who just go nine to five and can't be bothered to the next stage, sometimes that can happen and I'm not going to say that they can't join but I try and focus on creating a community of people that help each other who then, Mm. you know, push each other with work because you then create a full community of people that are helping each other in different ways not just from that uh, you know body fat and fat loss and then you um, you know you, you see so many more people prosper and that's why the community is growing more more and more over the years so we, I'm working with over 100 people now um, online and in the gym which is being doubled in the last time and also it's when I upgrade myself sometimes what I realize is that the things that I've not known and like with myself when i become better mentally i realize that i level up and then when i level up it's like okay then you you then attract a certain level of client because if you've got a client who's really intelligent and he comes across a trainer he needs to be able to relate to that person and he if he he can't relate to that person and doesn't they can't have a conversation based around other things Mm. then which is still on the subject of health then they'll, they'll find that you know, not engaging and they'll be like, you know, I need a trainer that's going to, whereas if a trainer just comes up and they don't really know much about life to a certain extent, they're not going to be related to them and they're not going to be able to help them Mm. at that level.
0: Yeah. And I think I really like what you said. Um, It sounds like it's a relationship. It's more than just, you know, the, um, you know, the meal plan, you know, the nutrition, it's a relationship between you and that trainer because you find people who have <clears throat> had trainers that they love and trainers that they don't like it's kind of uh, the way I see it, it's kind of like when you go to therapy you have to make sure mm-hmm. that the person that you're working with whatever in whatever context is someone that you feel relates to you understands you and is genuinely there with your best interests at heart because and one of the tricky things is because uh, for example in a market like here you know you've been in it for 10 years there's so many that it can be I think because I've heard stories, for example, a trainer, I've had friends who worked with trainers, you know, guys and girls. And they, let's say the goal was, OK, lose a couple of kilos. And let's say you accomplish that goal, then they'll be like, oh, no, but maybe you should. They would maybe push you to lose even more. But you might be like, oh, but, you know, I got what I wanted. I don't need that. But from their perspective as a trainer, it's, you know, they want more. Uh, what's the word? More aggressive results so that it works as a marketing and <clears throat> a marketing tool you know, for them, like, look, like, wow, like, I, you got that, like, that six pack, that eight pack, whatever the case might be. So, I feel like that creates some, not just in personal training, but in the industry in general. There's, it can create some mistrust. I think about you know all of that. So, what's your philosophy when it comes to all that? I mean, in any industry, there's going to be mistrust
1: because people are doing things wrong, financially, sure. this kind of stuff. So, in terms of that in general, but in personal training. At the end of the day, you're wanting to accommodate the client's goal. So let's give you an example. Let's say there's a woman, her name's, you know, Sandra and she's 40 years old she has three kids her goal is to just turn up to training and she just wants to come three times a week and she just wants to become healthy well, over time her goals are going to change right so then you just adapt based around how she's how she's going um her goal or her goal might be like she's like I'm ready to change my body I want to lose fat I want to gain muscle I want to transform my body so then you give her a more of a push mm-hmm. in regards to be more strict with her diet like and and also if you go if you go down the line of 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 each client and and have give them specific targets at the end of the day a lot of that stuff is quite similar so it's like okay I want to lose fat or I want to gain muscle then you just have to accommodate them in regards to you know applying the information to them specifically um, that might be that you don't give them a nutrition plan for the first month because they just want to turn up to training so or maybe hmm, you just you, and you just get them to train. And they don't have to think about the nutrition. And then after a month, you say, okay, well, I want you to add um, a little bit more protein to your diet. So th- th- you have to give them it based around that person, and you have to be smart enough to be able to read a person. And that's why that you have to be a certain type of person to be able to um, grow in a business where you can see that okay, I'm going to apply that information to that person and that information to that person. Whereas if you just if you just get a client and you just don't think about them and you just give them the, 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 the stuff, unless you're an amazing marketer, you've got a bucket with a hole in it because you're getting mm. all this water in, but it's flying at the bottom. So you never really get anywhere. And I've always focused on the cost, the, the client itself. Sure. Um, and and, and for, 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 most, for most people who come, the goal is the same. Drop body fat, increase muscle, become healthier most of the time. A lot of people come with autoimmune issues as well, which I understand a, a good basic understanding of autoimmune issues. A lot of it's down to what they eat. Um, people, a lot of people don't want to accept that. Again, yeah, I'm not, I, don't, not I only know the autoimmune stuff based around the knowledge that I know from trying a lot of the stuff and also working with a lot of clients. Um I'm not an absolute expert, but what I will say is every time I apply the certain information that I do apply to them, like they have skin issues, they've got, you know, gut issues, they have which the skin issues come from the gut issues, and I take away a lot of the stuff from their eating, then I see a huge difference. And and listen, in, in general, I see a lot of information out there on um, on gut issues, but it's it's all quite all over the place. When I'm a believer that a lot of people should just eat meat, fish, basic vegetables, fruit, and that's how they're supposed to eat. And you try and keep your you try and follow that as close to a hundred percent as you can with a cheat meal of a pizza with your mates on a Saturday night. Yeah, and I think that if you do that, you apply that information in that way. You've got a balance of you can focus on other things in life because if you focus on you're just so focused on nutrition and you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna count my calories here and I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna be strict at the weekend, I'm gonna eat smaller portions, you end up being controlled by the food and you're being controlled by that lifestyle rather mm. than being like, Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna eat um this 95% of the time. And then when I go and have a cheat meal, which is a pizza, whatever, you enjoy it more. And I also think that people live in modern day society it's such gluttonous lifestyle. We They're do. Like, I yeah. deserve, I deserve um, this because it's, I've done really well this week. No, you, you do like, I mean, like, I think that's just really pathetic. If your body fat is too high, you need to start saying to yourself, right, do I really deserve this? And what have <laughs> I been doing wrong? And mm. then fix your body to it's optimized. And another thing is, that on top of the optimization of your body, if your goal in life is to get more money, how can you expect yourself to be, unless you're Warren Buffett or something, who's just like, of a, 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 you know, an anomaly? Nation. Yeah, yeah. Then. You, you, you're, you're, who eats rubbish and is so wealthy, there's not 99% of people can't do that. They can't work at an optimum level unless they optimize their health. Mm. So you need to think to yourself, like, what's my goal? Okay, whatever that goal is, I would guarantee you 99% of the time, if you fix the fundamental problem, which is your health, your energy, you're erratic, you're your, your grumpy, you fix these problems by your food, your health, the amount of sun you get every day, you can then prosper on other things. But mm. people don't think like that. They'll say things like, I'm too busy. And I'm like, you're not too busy. You're just inefficient. You, mm. you're also, your systems are not put in place properly and your priorities are not in place. So whereas if you just fix your priorities and you think to yourself, okay, I'll fix the fundamental problem, which is my health, those things that you think are, in quotations, stressful are no longer stressful because you're dealing with them incorrectly. And a perfect example of that would be sleep. If you talk to your partner, your wife, your husband, and you speak to them when you've not had great sleep, you're a different person. percent oh, When you have 100%. bad sleep, you're a different person again. And why is that? Because your hormones are not put in place properly. It's the same principle of how you talk. If you're a businessman and you're a financial advisor, for example, and you go to a client and you've not had and your hormones are not in place i guarantee you're not speaking to them correctly and whereas you fix your hormones your everything will be better your tone of voice your your tonality will be better your 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 volume of your voice will be better the way you perceive yourself and last thing on top of that is when you, there's an automatic response for a human being when they see somebody who's in fit shape they automatically respect them more
0: oh yeah for and sure and
1: when you have that and uh, when you have that and you're like I respect that person more. You're already two foot ahead compared to the other guy and that for me is super important for people to understand and the reason that's important is because if your goal is to, to be consistent and not be in quotations motivated because you're not motivated 95% of the time then you need to have something that's, that's strong enough for you. The same principle is do you ever wake up and go, do you know what? I'm not going to feed my children today. I don't feel like it. Because it's, there's a strong growth. You need to do it. Yeah. You're, you're motivated to make them yeah. healthier and be better people. Same principle as like what you're focusing on with uh, your goal and your health. It's like, okay, what's my goal? I need to, okay, I really want to be really uh, well-respected in the financial industry. Okay, well, I want to have a three-piece suit on. I want to look like Conor McGregor and I mm. want to walk in there with my, chin, my chest held high and I want to walk in there like I'm the man. Mm. And to do that, whether people will say it or not people will respect you less when you're not in optimized health yeah um so
0: no but i think uh one thing that i think i've i haven't heard myself before which you touched on is we see our like our health or our fitness and our like our life let's say in the work we do or everything else as disconnected you know like oh i'm going to the gym but i don't make that next i don't take that next leap to be like by doing by optimizing my health and optimizing my body is going to allow me to excel in all these other areas of my yeah. life and i don 't think uh, it 's such a great point because it 's rare or I even myself haven 't made you know that connection and what you were talking about how if you see someone who is you know in shape that you already say that says something you know to the world to how people are going to perceive you, you know this guy is disciplined, this guy is consistent, this guy you know it, gets up, does it when he doesn't want to, puts in the work, you know, and there's no, you can't cheat that, you know, that is just pure hard work, uh, consistency. And, you know, sticking to you know whatever that goal is but coming back to on the because it's something can i say one thing yeah, yeah, yeah see, see, see if you see this is
1: a very good example he said you can't cheat that right you know you have to f- understand that with your health there's no passing on the yeah. gene okay there's <laughs> yeah. some people with freak genetics yeah. but <laughs> apart from that you're, you're you're there's there's a very honest approach there's a very part of it's like so honest about health and fitness and your body is like that's 100 percent your work whereas with other things people you know with, with, med- with social media and different stuff, everyone plays this different role and different yes. things and has this perception of themselves and says I'm worth this but they're really not and with the health part is like it's so important it's the one thing you have that's completely 100% true mm-hmm. and um, and that's the uh, in, a, in a modern day society like this not get too philosophical is that it, the, the only the lot of not, non-truth things are out there like you know, false information that's the one truth that you always have is your health and the one thing you have is like that's at least your strong fundamental and your base
0: no absolutely and <clears throat> I I love the word you use there is honest because, you know, there's kind of like you said in in the example, like, yes, you can, there's, there's a way to you can portray lots of images. You can, you know, put out certain types of information to make you appear in a certain way, but how you look, uh, you can't, unless you're putting in the work, there's no one in the world that can come and, you know, fix that for you. And if you go from all of a sudden you weigh, let's say like 94 kilos and then tomorrow I see you like a week later and you're 70. Yeah. Okay. I know it's not, it's. You can't hide that, and I think that is uh, that's such an important thing to remember. But coming back to the the health and fitness aspect, because this is something I only realized. I was telling you earlier. I only realized yesterday. I didn't know, or maybe you might disagree. disagree so I'm curious to hear what you'd say. Is there a difference between fitness and health? Because in my mind, or what I've always thought, is a fit person is a healthy person, and a healthy person is, that means they're probably a fit person. But Based on the conversation I had yesterday, I've learned that yes, in from uh, you could be very fit. You could, you know, perform at that competition. You could run far. You could lift heavy. You're fit in that area, but that but you could be unhealthy in you know your food, your sleep, you know all these other areas. So I thought fitness meant health and vice versa, but I've learned yesterday that it doesn't. What would you say? What are your thoughts around that? If you're fit and
1: you could be really fit but you could be even fitter if you're healthier right uh-huh so like oh, yeah okay you know what I mean? yeah, but yeah, then, yeah but then based, but then based around that I mean, let's say you're standard fitness, you're at a standard fitness level, and then, um, you know, you're, you're really focused, you're getting slightly fitter over time. Well, what about um, other things in your life? Like, how is your digestion? How is your mindset? Like, you don't know what you don't know, right? So, if, for example, if you say to somebody, how do you feel today? They'll be like, I feel good. It's like, how do you know you feel good? Because it's better, and this, is, this has never felt better. Yeah, but I can guarantee you could probably feel even better. And then and until someone gets to that next level, it's like the kind of the excitement someone gets after a training session. Like, gee, there's so much endorphins. Like, Jesus, I feel amazing. I've never felt this in my life. Same principle. They just like, they, they, they've, they've went to the new level of health. Mm. they have like, wow, like I'm really, really feeling good. Mm. Um, so, I mean, in terms of differentiating health and fitness, I would say that the healthier you are, obviously they'll age your fitness uh, they'll, obviously they'll have to get to a certain point to get fitter you'll have to start getting your health in order your nutrition your sleep and stuff and yeah. um, to keep progressing your fitness um, but in terms of the fitness and health again it depends and also depends on who you are as an individual if you're somebody who wants to um who is, is struggling with other parts like people have like knee problems shoulder problems and a lot of reasons a lot to do with what they eat and if you say to somebody oh you You've got a shoulder problem because you've got inflammatory response to what you're eating. They think you're nuts. And also, people don't have any discipline to even think, okay, maybe I'll do three months of, of, of eating what Carlo says to eat. Well, some people do because I have a lot of clients who do follow what I say. But um, some people will say, like, oh, I'm not going to follow that because it's three months. I've, you know, I've, got, I've got things going on. I've, I'm going on summer holiday. I ate meat for 365 days in a row. I only ate steak. I didn't eat anything else.
0: Je- for three? Uh, more for than that.
1: Maybe like over a year. I ate like maybe some a bit of fish and stuff, but I did, uh, literally I didn't eat anything. No oil on it. I literally just cooked it flat. It was a piece of meat. I had to carnivore. I followed stuff carnivore carnivore. Oh, okay. Out. Yeah. Right.
0: So, yeah. How was your experience with, with I'm curious. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, it was great. It was really good, but I don't think people should live on ketosis, to be honest, okay. um, based around that. And I'd done that for 365 days. So I have a good understanding of how that how that went. Um, whereas a lot of people Will be like Oh no I don't want to do that That diet It's like why Because the, you, know, it's, you know It's not sustainable It's like I mean you make You make up What's sustainable right If you follow something It's up to you To make it sustainable mm. And then try it And then base your knowledge About what you tried But people make so many judgments On different stuff And I'm like follow if you have an autoimmune issue you could strip your diet this is an op- option but people i'm like try it like people won't try anything they just they just like they just like try and research the hell out of this stuff and they never actually have any application on anything if you apply a carnivore based diet and you're like okay and then i say to you okay introduce some fruit now which i done i introduced some fruit i don't really eat any vegetables but i eat them sometimes i'm not scared of them because like people like paul saladino and stuff like that say that they're oh, t- yeah, toxic like- and stuff mm, which yeah. is like fine there may be an, a truth to that but like to be honest I, I, i'm 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 all good even a bit of veg on occasion, um, meat, fish, um, fr- fruit, honey. And for me, when I've applied that information of just meat and fruit, it's made a huge, huge difference to people's autoimmune issues. Specifically, okay, they've lost a lot of weight, yeah. but they, they, they've got a lot of, they change their autoimmune issue and it'll go away. And then, for example, and I know from understanding with working with lots of clients, like I'm talking like 40 or 50 clients, even just who have come off it a little bit. They'll, their autoimmune will slowly come back again and then they'll have to go back on it again and it, you can see there's a definitely something going on there. Mm, there's a correlation and, there. there. There's a correlation and I said that to you earlier. I'm not going to speak about something I'm not a scientist on or I've done studies specifically on but I, what I can say is there's something definitely there that people just will like people will argue you could argue to the dawn of time about being vegan and how it's healthy and how being carnivore is healthy but what I, I'm a, I believe, believe mm-hmm. um, from the basis of knowledge that I know that vegan being vegan is extremely unhealthy it's extremely unhealthy Everyone who comes in and they're vegan always have hormonal issues they're weak they have sore joints they have you know they can 't sleep they have got iron deficiencies like it's pretty pretty obvious to me right but what my point is is someone who's an expert in veganism and as a scientist sat across the table with me and argued with me they 'd probably school me on different stuff because they have a better, they have a better level of knowledge to, sure. specifically on that and i can't argue back based around that. But what I can say is, I can clearly see from working with thousands of people, it's definitely wrong. Mm. Like in that regard, like mm. it's not good on the long term. I don't like to say wrong because you can you could apply a vegan diet to somebody maybe for a short term, depending if you have to. But there's lots of variables. But in a general, we have to generalize in this instance. It is objectively, in my opinion, incorrect to be vegan. It's pretty obvious. You can see from people who are vegan, their body shape, their body type is not where it should be. Let's use men, for example. Whereas if you look at a a carnivore-based person who's not carnivore, let's say, meat meat eater who eats fruit and is strict Mm. on it, it's it's a really, really...
0: you know, evident to see the two difference in human beings. Sure. Um, from there, yeah. And one thing I was, uh, I'm happy you brought up the like, the the vegan carnivore example because uh, we were talking yesterday on the podcast and we were saying how. So he's a, he's one of the top chiropractors, you know, uh, in Dubai, and he was saying, "Zakhalad, like, like our lifestyles have changed so much, and so many things, so many of the issues I see nowadays are because of the lifestyle that we have now." He's like, "Think back to you know back in the day." We're hunter gatherers, whatever. Not only, first of all, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have the ability to eat as much as we did because we'd have to, you know, put so much work to, you know, get that. But also, we were moving, you know, like yeah, that 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 was your life. But now it's all very insulated, you know, the phones, the iPads, you know, the posture, you know, you you don't walk, you know, you not. Deliveroo is a touch of a button away. I can get any food I want in the world. So. I think one of the challenges, and you touched on this a little bit earlier, the the psychological aspect is that temptation is it, it's so easy for me, you know, the effort for me to to be to do the wrong thing is so easy compared to the effort I need to do to do you know the right thing. So when it comes to the psychological aspect that you were talking about, how do I start making that shift? Because and you said this earlier, you know, some people be like. There are people that could be super strict for like three months. Like, uh, for example, in your your Shred 12 program, you know, kill it, whatever. It's a goal. It's, you know, for that period of time in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be good. But obviously, long term, what I've learned and I think what you would agree on is it's about building long term, healthier eating habits. So the question becomes what kind in your experience and the people you've worked with is there a, is 12 weeks the time frame that you would need to consistently b- build that in the long term or does it take a bit longer to have to solidify like to change like your mindset completely and change how you eat completely and to you know move forward in life as like okay now this is how I eat this is how I'll be moving forward in my nutrition and in my health Uh, I mean, I I think it's a
1: lot to do with, obviously, again, it's the individual, but at the same time, some people have more problems than others, and it's also, I think, about how much you you surround yourself with this, again, going back to community-based, if you're around people who are, you know, for 12 weeks, who are much better than the people you normally hang around with, then what you'll find is that the the people that, an example is like, if you go and you start, okay, hey guys, uh, speak to your friends, hey guys, I'm going to follow this nutritional plan, and I'm going to get shredded, all right? Say that to somebody, I'll give you a little people who are listening (laughs) I'll give you a little task do that to people around you and I I guarantee this will tell you who they are if you say to somebody um, you know I'm going to go on a shred program I'm going to get shredded to the bone I'm going to be I'm going to feel great and I'm going to prosper with my work you say that to somebody around you and you can see what the reaction is if I said that to somebody around me I have like two or three mates right but they'd be like go on Carl. well done you'd go for it I guarantee you 99% of people will be like why' that mm. because they're insecure themselves they don't want you to be better, they want to keep you around. you don't want to, it's like tall poppy syndrome right they don't want you to get better you want to, you want, oh, don't get to oh, he's changed you know like look at him, and people are scared of that they're scared of judgment, and what yeah. you need to understand is that you're not i me included are not at the potential of where I should be. I've got so much more potential And sometimes I don't see it And that's why I need to level up Who you're spending time with And, who, and you need to think to yourself the, Who you are is who you're around And I know people have probably heard that many times And it's just the most true thing Like if you are hanging around with people Who are going to brunch on a Saturday And you know feeling terrible on a Sunday And you know, they, they, you know eating You know because it's Helen's birthday in the office Having cake when it's a Tuesday afternoon at 3pm <laughs> Come on get a grip of yourself like, come on as a, as, a, as a man you should not be doing those pro- problems and and the reason I say that is listen I've made a lot of mistakes in my life of course and I have to learn this but I'm just speaking from in hindsight to see that when you do a lot of those silly tasks along the way they don't add any value to your life and what I would suggest would be get on board with um, the focus of what your goal is who you're around and then go hard as you can on that and it'll, as you said, complement other things that mm. you're doing.
0: Oh, you're doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you've harped on it a couple of times in the conversation is, you know, surrounding yourself with the right the right kinds of people. And, you know, always hindsight is always twenty twenty. You know, it's always, oh, it's so clear. I shouldn't have done that before, but, you know, it happens. It's okay. And it's part of getting you to where you are now. One thing that I I've been learning about a lot recently or i've been seeing it pop up on tiktok and i've watched so there's a trainer that i follow he's like my favorite because i just love the way he talks you probably familiar with him james smith mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah because he just he just first of all I, he's very like you know aggra- charismatic, like, charismatic right, and vulgar and whatever yeah. and he speaks to me like oh you fucking cunt whatever yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah that's my guy you yeah, know yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, the kind yeah, of yeah. Yeah. and he talked about and I, I wrote this down so i say it correctly non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So, in and walking. Exactly. That, like, is so... When I found out that that is, like, for weight loss, that is pro- more... Not that, not that it's better or worse, but it's more important than, for example, like, a hard, like, workout at the gym. Let's say going to the gym... Three, I, I don't know the comparison, so maybe you can help me on that. Like, going to the gym three times a week, having, like, a good workout, or if I walked for, like, an hour every day. It's so counterintuitive that apparently, I don't know, I'm not an expert, I don't know anything. I'm the dumb guy here. That that can have a bigger impact on your weight loss than you know a hard workout. Because in my mind, to lose weight, I'm like, okay, nutrition is one side, but let's just focus on the training. I'm like, oh, well, I need to go to the gym because if I don't go to the gym, I'm not gonna burn calories, I'm not gonna lose weight. But he's saying, okay, you can do that, which you should, but also if you just walked. Just that walk, and that just if you're moving and that becomes a consistent part of your life, that's going to have a bigger impact. Well, that goal, is yeah. so counterintuitive. Don't, well, what do you think? His goal is he's explaining fat loss,
1: right? Like, yeah. So it's just like fat loss. So, if your goal is only fat loss, then that's I mean, I mean, there's one, I wouldn't say it's better or worse, it complements the other one. But if you, let's say, for example, have, you'd have to go use it as an, a scenario basis. Let's say you've got somebody who doesn't want to exercise, mm-hmm. well, their first goal would be just to walk more and they will lose fat if they walk more than they eat, right? So if you've got a calorie deficit, which most people understand by now surely, is that if you move more than you eat, you'll lose weight. So if your goal is just to lose weight, um, then you need to focus on the movement part. Hmm. But then, you know, I mean, then there's an aspect of like, maybe you're walking on your own and you, you don't feel like you're, you're why you're motivated because there's no one around you and you're walking on your own. Then maybe you need some to do the walking and you need a little bit of a community. Mm. So maybe you need to do the workouts as well. So it depends
0: mm. on the person. But what you're saying is factually correct. Mm-mm-mm. So is it is there uh, for in, in that example, let's say, OK, I want uh, I'm a person I don't want to work out, but I want to start losing weight. So, OK, you would recommend, OK, how to start like just walking, start moving more. Is there, will it get to a point, is there a cap of how much I'm going to be able to do unless I start adding like some like serious, not serious, but like going to the gym and like weight training onto that? Will I reach a cap that, okay, I'm not going to be able to lose more weight if I, unless I either reduce my calories even further or I'm going to have to add more strenuous training to, you know, to add to that? I mean, you'll, you can keep losing weight. You see, like, for example, I'll give you an example: if you just stop
1: eating, what, what point will your body fat stop going down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. it will just keep going, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you would just keep reducing. Yeah. Um, so again, it depends on what your goal is, right? Mm. Like, if your goal is to gain muscle and lose fat, well, you're going to have to lift weights to gain muscle. Yeah. Um, so if your goal is strictly fat loss, you're going to lose a lot of fat, but you're not going to have the body composition you want. Uh huh.
0: So you're gonna laugh, and the, that's a, sorry to interrupt you, but see that's the disconnect, honestly. Like when we, I think I don't know why, and I was gonna about to ask you, like, what's our obsession with, f- like fucking like fat loss, man? Like, why are we obsessed Cause with that? Like, people have too much body fat. Yeah, but and, we're just and obsessed, obsessed com- with it. It's crazy. Yeah, well, the thing is, I was
1: people have too <laughs> much body fat. So because they have too much body fat, they have a problem, and they want to re- 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 like lose body fat but the problem is they don't know how to do it and they've also not been taught and I think it comes back to understanding why people can't lose it because the information is out there right but then So if the information is out there, if you can go on bodybuilding.com and Google a nutrition plan and you can go onto YouTube and uh, an AI app and say, build me a program, why can't they apply those? Because all you need to do is follow nutrition and workouts. So why can't you lose weight? Because they don't have the application for it. They don't really know why the difference. It's the same principle, right? You've got, let's say you're a a 28-year-old woman or a 32-year-old single guy and you're like, okay, well, I want to meet someone. I want to meet somebody. Well, if you want to meet somebody you need to feel good about yourself right so that sure. should be a motive rather than going to a bar with other people who are drinking and they don't feel good as well um, I would then focus on focusing on yourself like get yourself in the right shape mm-hmm. and use that as a motive to um to to go forward. And in terms of your question is like, why are we so obsessed with it? Is because it makes a big difference to your body composition, how you feel, how you look. And people always care about how they look. Everyone cares about how they look. We do. Right? Yeah. So if, if you to look better, you need to have less body fat, but people are so obsessed with dropping body fat, but they've got a problem because they can't lose it. Cause they're so, they're so all over the place. They've got so many things. There's everything in every street corners, subways and McDonald's and, 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 and deliverers, And they are completely are off off um attracted to the other side like if you look at like for me you call me a conspiracy theorist but why would if you're a, if you're a, 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 a government right why would you let people eat like that if you want to make your if, because people say oh the government care about us but obviously they clearly don't because if they did care they would think okay how do we make our people as happy as possible okay we want to make them eat good food and they want to make um you know train and they want to do things so like if you look at um when we had that um in 2020 when they you know, did all that nonsense um, stuff like we had to like, you know, eat, if we had to stay in the house and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so basically like if you look at like El Salvador, for example, how they treated their adverts on what to do. Like, hey guys, what you need to do is you need to exercise, you need to smoke, you need to, um, you know, drink water, you need to do these things. And you look at every other government, they're just like, it was just completely night and day compared to what the rest of the world were doing compared to yeah. them. Um, so I actually think it's just a, a, an issue with like the way society is set up. I mm. actually think the way society is set up, the, the actual fundamental problem is the the the. the the economics of the world, like how the, how economics works, like yeah. I actually find it really interesting. On like, there's a guy, safety, he's a Lebanese guy. He wrote wrote a book um, called The Bitcoin Standard, and he, uh, sorry, the, the, f- the Fiat Standard, and he explains about why the food is why everyone's so overweight and unhealthy mm-hmm. is because the economic problem of the Keynesian economics, and Keynesian economics is based around from the basis knowledge of I understand, I'm no expert by any means, is is that we have a consumption society, we have to have consumption we have to have people eat badly to then be unwell, to then go to the hospital to do this. So the only way that... That society works. What, mm. Everything that you run on now is in Keynesian economics yeah. is based around um, consumption of bad food. Um, consum- when you eat bad food, you eat, feel bad. You go to the pharmacy. It's a constant cycle of consumption. Whereas if you if you turned around and said to somebody, "Okay, all I need you to do when you go to this, like if you go to the supermarket, watch people fill up their bags with stuff they don't need." If you just look at the basic principle of what do you need as a human, you need sunlight, uh, lots of sun. You need um, good meat. And fatty meat, you need good sleep, a good community around you for just general feeling like a, a, a human being, um, and you need to resistance training so lift weights. Mm, yeah. If you just think of those, so think about a person who follows those principles. How much they consume? They don't consume much at all. They consume meat and fruit. They don't. They're not obsessed with you know, all this other nonsense that you don't really need. Don't get me wrong, like, if you're really wealthy, buy a Ferrari, go for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure. all for it. Yeah, yeah. But my point is like, the stuff that they don't need along the way. Yes. And in that journey, people are, were pulled to the side and like, oh, get this, get this, get this. So then they spend all their money on stuff they don't need. If you're rich and you get rich, then buy Ferraris, buy everything you want, I would say do it, enjoy it. But on that journey, you sp- they end up spending all their money. They end up in a, in a situation where they're in a consumption society where they end up being you know, eating rubbish because it's at every street corner and you end up in a way that, that that you're dragged in the wrong direction. And I actually think it's a fundamental um, uh, economical
0: problem of why everyone's overweight. Yeah, no, but you, I think you, have, you touched on a really important point. And, uh, you know, in the podcast I've watched, it talks about how lots of different, <clears throat> everyone, ha- <clears throat> sorry. everyone has a vested interest. Uh, you know, the pharmaceuticals have, uh, the food companies have their own vested interest. How can we make this process? How can we make this food? uh, faster, cheaper, um, more, th- and there's no, uh, regard for, you know, our health and how that's going to mm-hmm. affect us. So on the, when you're talking about the economics, you're hundred percent right, because behind all the stuff we're talking about, there is all of those, um, factors that are playing into <clears throat> a lot of the issues and why we have the things that we have today. But on, uh, talking about how to, um, fuck, what was the question? Oh, come back to me. But coming back to um, the, uh, I wanted to touch on your uh, when it comes to food. Uh, sorry, I'm oh, sorry. Got it. Fat loss, mm-hmm. right? We're all everyone talks about fat loss, and we all talk and exactly like you said, we all care because we want to look good. Right. It's in, what I find interesting in general. I think you know, fat loss is a more attractive uh, goal than building muscle. But if you you uh, usually if you build muscle. <clears throat> which means you're going to be burning more calories which will make you lose fat at the end. But and both will give you that same goal because you want to want to look better. So if from your in your experience and from your perspective, why is it why does fat loss still in the spotlight rather than that? Because I feel long term this is a much more sustainable and healthy approach to get to getting to that goal. But everyone wants to know of course. And we're also fucking lazy, man. We want mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to go to the gym one day and come out tomorrow like grr, like mm-hmm. ribbed and everything. That's the dream. But I know, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm not going to get yeah. this. So what's your perspective on that? Why is that usually more focused on, I guess, than the the muscle building when both are going to give you the same goal? I mean, that's a good question, but I mean, at the
1: end of the day, like, I think with, if any good trainer out there will know that they will focus on muscle building, like, I'll always focus on muscle building with my client, um, and I'll look at weight loss because a lot of the only, like, if you look at somebody, like, if you say, okay, I want you to lose weight, I was drop body fat, then what metric do you use? You've got you've got um, weight as a metric to People say, I don't like to use weight. Well, it's like, well, what other metric are you going to use? You're going to use <laughs> measurements and you know, your sister's going to say, you look like fabulous today, Helen. Like, mm. that's not a good way of met- metric or I feel better because, don't get me wrong, if someone has a fundamental issue, Um, And you know that as a trainer This is what I'll go back to What I was saying at the start You might look at them and say This person shouldn't be measuring the weight Because they've had maybe a previous problem With measuring the weight And it might actually bring up that problem So they have a psychological issue with it So then you say to them Okay cool I just want you to turn up to the gym And I want you to make you feel better That's your first goal Just feel better Mm. That's a great goal to have That's a general goal But that's specific to certain people, not many people. For people who don't have an underlying issue, then you can say to them, okay, well, what's your goal? Okay, fat loss, cool. Well, let's use a metric called weight loss. You're going to weigh yourself every week at the same time, and and just once a week, and you use that as a as a metric to weight loss. Mm-hmm. But in the same time, we're going to use strength training alongside that weight loss. And when you use a strength training with the weight with the weight loss, you end up in a situation where they slowly, get, especially for beginners, they they'll start building strength, right, building muscle, building strength, and dropping fat at the same time. So you end up in a situation where they lose six kilos in twelve weeks and uh, or 10 kilos in 12 weeks and they might be one and a half kilos more in muscle so then they end up losing you know one and a half kilos on top of that fat loss so they end up in a completely different body composition so uh, for me like i always focus on, on on muscle building um but then again, it depends on the client. Like, let's say I had, a, a, I'll give you an example. I had a woman who started with me. She's about 37. She's had two kids, uh, Indian lady. And she, you know, hadn't been I mean, eaten right, having, you know, vegetarian food, wanted to change the vegetarian food because she's realized it's not good for her. And she wants to have more meat. So I got her to say, okay, well, if you want that, Monday to Friday, to give us a, a balance, you eat Mediterranean self-food. And then on Saturday and Sunday, you go back to your, your, your Indian-based food. That's a good balance. You get something to look forward to. It's not a complete change, at least. Yeah you can Mm. focus on that Mm. and then from there all I want you to do is come in for the session group session and I'm going to give you some basic body weight motions and some cardiovascular because if her doing cardio cardio in quotations at a, a fast pace with like say interval training she's going to build muscle just from using the rowing machine just because she's so beginner and then from there I can get her doing a bent over row I can do like some pulling exercises mm. and stuff because she's a little bit stronger from the rowing machine over the last two to three weeks. Yeah. So it's just like, you have to build a client and so much specific to them and individually yeah. that it's hard to give a general advice to everyone. And I find that that's quite difficult on the internet. Now there's so much general advice that it's like hard to actually understand what should I be applying here. Mm. Um, and that's where I think there's still a very, very good use for, of, of a quality trainer and a quality person to, to change a life. And, and for me, I care about the client I want them to be A better person In general And when I have that Focus in mind In regards to I want to change Their body composition With their food And when they start Changing their, their food And they start Training resistance training They just get smarter They just get, become Smarter people They just mm. become like Wow they're, Because they're, their brain's Fueled properly they're, they're they're not feeling Terrible anymore They're sleeping more They're just like A much better Prosperous person yeah. So you end up With a different Finished product Not only are they, they Lost fat Like I guarantee You Pretty much everyone who's got results with me has end up making more money. So literally listen, like if you actually get a bit healthier, you actually become wealthier. Mm. So I mean that plus a good little rhyme, healthier, yeah, wealthier, sure, right? I yeah, stop absolutely. saying that, right? But <laughs> you, you do, sure. right? You can apply yeah. the both. You could probably see quite a, a good um, you know, correlation between the two. Yeah. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, and 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 I really appreciate Carlo like uh, in the way you talk and the way you approach like your training and fitness is uh, so for example, I'm going to, I'm in this host in our conversation today, I'm going to use me as an example because it's the most relevant and probably the one that would make the most sense. So I, for example, I hate cardio, right? Um, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. And my problem is I've gotten like when I was living in Amsterdam, for example, I, besides the fact that I was walking, like my life was walking as I was telling you, I was training, whatever I was doing, no cardio and I got results. So I think that that is, and there's a problem there because that it's not complete but my psychologically i'm like oh yeah i don't need to do cardio look i look fucking fantastic now but if you tell me to run for like a kilometer i'm gonna like pass out Mm -hmm. so and i think there and i think like using me as an example i think that's where the problem is in all these different areas you know it's not it's it's we we struggle to apply a holistic thing to ourselves because once we try something that works we feel that the other one is not important and it doesn't have you found that with you know in mm-hmm. your experience working with your clients again you need to
1: you need to see if someone doesn't like cardio you can start them with some strength training reduce the rest times in there which will turn into cardiovascular anyway so then yeah, actually true. Yeah, yeah you could do strength and conditioning based around no cardiovascular work you could do that um, and you could say okay what we do is we want to do a chest press i want to do yeah, goblet squats I want you to do lunges overhead press and I want you to do that four rounds with no rest and as fast as you can with 12 reps there's no cardio in there technically but that will turn into a conditioning session so oh, yeah, you get the sure. benefit from both mm-hmm. again I do like the aspect of cardio but then again it comes back you know what I mean so that's how I would apply it if that gives you some actual context behind sure. a- application um, so but then on top of that I would say that okay I'm all about going back to the you know certain baseline principles. Yes. As a man, what is your main focus? Your main focus is to be as strong as possible, to have as good combat as possible, to be able to be someone to support the families, to, to be have that thing. If you're in a situation where you need to run and you need to fight, are you gonna be able to keep it? I'm not putting that on you, I'm just explaining. Are you gonna be able to do that to the best of your abilities? Listen, I'm not the fittest in the world, I'm not the best fighter in the world, but I try to be as best I can within my lifestyle. And that keeps me honest. Sometimes I'll go and sometimes I'll join the boxing session. I'll fight people who are way better than me. They'll batter me, but it keeps me honest. And I'll go. I have a basic basic fighting experience, but I think that's really important as a man. So for me, I throw myself into things I don't like. Do you think I want to go and fight someone on a Friday afternoon after a long day? Not really. (laughs) But I do things that I don't like doing because my. My, my principles as a man is to understand fighting is important because I think that's an attractive uh, thing for a woman to be with you to knowing that their partner can fight and defend and I think a lot of people have lost that in this society and that's really and that's also a subconscious because when a woman meets a guy who's got, who's got strength and power she, she understands it instantly she's like I, I can feel that mm. and when a guy doesn't they, they, they instantly feel it. They're, women are very emotionally intelligent. Yeah, so like, because absolutely. they're so emotionally intelligent, they understand principles before not understanding that. So for for me, it depends your goal is. If you're, again, if you look at a guy who's split up with a, a, a girl or she's with a girl, then you could be, example could be like, get as strong as possible, get as fit as possible and that will attract, rather than go and chasing the girl specifically and try to yeah. find another one, yeah, yeah. just work on yourself and they'll come to mm-hmm. you yeah. and that'll be a, a better way of doing it. So again, it would be, F- focusing on is like what are the fundamentals as a man fight being able to eat properly I would say basic cooking skills it's something I probably need to improve on a little bit myself <laughs> but like basic cooking skills and that because that shows like being able to and then also an aspect of making money because money is again like weight loss is only the uh, main metric that people use to to use as um as someone who's like been able to i don't know the word for it p- to rely on them sure yeah because yeah, they can yeah. they can bring in stuff they can mm-hmm. bring in money to then support the family you know? mm-hmm. and, and i think that's for me it doesn't matter if you want to do it or not if you do stuff that you don't like enough you actually level up automatically
0: 100 uh, percent. you know it's funny on what you were talking about um i agree with so many things that you said i'm again i'm going to use me as an example in this so when me and my my wife met we we've been together now wow coming like three years now um when we met i was you know i honestly i was in the best sh- i was in the best shape of my life like ever um, and uh, not and it's funny how over the last three years, but I, 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 and it's very psychological because back in the day, why I was in such good shape or why I was pushing myself because it came from you know pain, it came from heartbreak. So that was my motivation to go. I'm like, I'm gonna show everyone, I'm gonna look the best. Fuck everyone, I'm yeah. gonna do this. And then, um, and this is not her fault. This is all me. But then I that thing that I've always wanted, you know, that loving relationship, you know, someone to spend my life with you. And that was always my dream. And then I, f- I feel like when I'm reflecting on myself, when I got that, I got complacent, you know, and I have, you know, I put my hand up and I'm, you know, n- nowhere to hide, nothing to say about that. And I think and me personally, I have and I think that happens to that can happen to people sometimes is, you know, there's that whole famous uh, fixed mindset versus growth mindset, you know, and I feel like. Uh, and I was, I've was i had people on the podcast and we've talked about mindset, how you can have it in certain areas and fixed in others. But I think, and I was so good. And, you know, it, they say it takes uh, like, you know, 21 days technically to b- build a new habit and whatever. And I was so consistent for three years. So uh, while I was living there and then when I came back here, even during COVID, it was locked down. I built, like I put two couches together, you know, made it something. And it's been—I feel like since then I've—it's been a like—it's been a decline, like a slow, you know, decline. And you don't notice it until it's, you know, too late. So, how for someone like me, if you were like, if we were working together, and I was getting advice from you, because I think this can, this does happen to people—you do fall off the wagon. Um, and I feel it gets because and there's and that brings in guilt as well because like you've done it before and you know what you have and now look where you are and there's like shame and all those kind of things. So how do you? Start reframing that mind because listening to all the things you said, I'm like, fuck, man, he's like so right. But that doesn't mean now after this, after our podcast, I'm gonna get up and like go fucking run. Like, yeah, Carlos said it. it's, it's. I don't know how to. It's been, uh let's say, a struggle to get back, trying to get back to that the mind more, more than the body, the mindset I had at the time. So, what would you say? To someone like, for example, like me or others who are struggling to get back to, you know, the, the let's quotation mark, the glory days. I would say that your glory days
1: were based around you finding as an attractive woman as you possibly can. Yes. And to, to, to do that, you were like, okay, I need to find a woman that's attractive possible for me to go to the standard that I want. I need to be in this shape. Yes. And that's what motivated you to get there. Yes. So with my understanding and more I've learned over time is that, there is an aspect of why men should use women as a focus of leveling up. Because the only reason men really level up is to attract more of a partner or get gratification from other people. Sure. So they're like, okay, well, I want to... So, I mean, the ins and outs of it would be have a, a goal of why you why do you want to get healthy, right? As of before, mm. your, your goal to get healthy was to get the woman. So <laughs> why, why can't you still be the guy that is... You know the man, like yeah, the guy yeah, who's yeah, like yeah, 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 you know yeah. everyone wants to be around. Sure. Girls are attracted to, mm. and for for most men, the only reason they get up in the day they they do they do still like the attention. They are different to women. I think that <clears throat> the more I understand this, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm <laughs> contemplating saying it to be honest. Is that is that if you look at a woman, right? They 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 care about certain things. They have certain morals and certain principles. You as a man want. To you want to find a woman that's not had a lot of numbers, right? Mm-hmm. You want to have maybe one partner before or mm-hmm. none at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're always attracted to that, right? Sure. If you get a, 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 a girl who's had the opposite, and you meet a guy who's not, mm. sometimes the girl. And this is just from experience. I'm, I'm not an expert in yeah. this, but just you ask me a question. Yeah. 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 I, I, I just think from everything that I've been learning and, and understanding on life and being old enough to realise that a lot of the, the women will be looking at a guy who's been with a lot of women because he'll have a certain understanding of confidence, he has certain stature, so he attracts. Mm. Like, I've never heard the stat of like 5% of the men in the world sleep with like 90% of the women because... What? Yeah, Is like that crazy. real? I, I don't know where to qu- put this quotation, but it's <laughs> yeah. something ridiculous. We'll like this out. very small amount of the men are sleeping with all the women, and so the women have less men to pick from. So, so, so you've got, it's not like 50 and 50. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of men who will not. And that's why it goes back to of anyway, a, 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 a different, different subject is why that this like feminist nonsense about like all oh, men doing this and men doing that and women women have the hard times women mm. are at a really great time if you look at the basic principles and men are the, a lot of the time like Jordan Peterson talks about it yeah, like, he does. men yeah, built yeah. the whole city right mm. like there's so many weird dynamics in this but my understanding is that met with with women they'll be attracted to that and so for men their focus is to is to attract more women and their sure. tr- their focus yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. maybe it's come to the point where people are starting to realize well I, I, from I understand there the people who I listen to is that men it's okay to be with other women and have like a main woman and have mm. you know do things if you travel and you do mm-hmm. things as a man because you have that instinctive thing that you want to find another woman and um, and you have that, so you're always driven. Mm. But there's a weird social dynamic that happens. If you notice it, every time a guy has a girlfriend, they do get complacent. And we why do. is yeah. why is that? Yeah, and do. it's because we've lost that thing inside us to become better. Because we don't look for the woman anymore. We've already achieved it. What's the next? Nothing. Yeah. Whereas with a woman, you'll find that they don't always don't. I wouldn't say don't care as much if a guy was to go and do other things with other women and things like that, but she had, you know, he was very helpful to that woman. There's guys yeah. out there that do that and yeah. I've watched them and I've seen them have that understanding of things and they end up actually being still really driven, really happy and they feel a bit better. Whereas all the guys in the world are now like, oh, I've got it. And they, There's something they've lo- they lost something in
0: there. Yeah, and that's exactly and, that's exactly what I feel. Yeah, and exactly I'm, that, 100%. And,
1: and I think that with, with a lot of these people, if you take away the understanding and you just sat down with a man and a woman you said do You care if I do this in my life, but I always focus on you're my wife. And but I'm do sometimes when I go away or do whatever, I have a little bit more leniency with, with this kind of stuff. But I'll always su- 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 uh, supply you with everything that you need. I'll care for you. Love mm-hmm. you. I love you. That doesn't change anything. But there's something inside me that I can't be with one person sure. Then I think that that can actually keep that person really focused and driven. And it keeps mm. that man. If you ever see a man like that, you can see that they're still driven and focused. Yeah. Like if you look at a single man compared to a man like that, the single man's always like more driven. Usually, usually not yes. always. Yeah. So, and then, but then the woman. If you actually sat a woman down and said, "Would you care if I provide you with what? What do you need as a woman? I need, uh, I need you to look after me. I need you to get provide me with a family. I need you to give me some support, and I want your security. Yeah. And you have provided all those things, but you still did what you wanted. You might actually find that she would be like, "Okay, I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. a lot of people don't actually have the set that set up in life. They they yeah. end up and and then they end up getting into this weird modern day dynamic. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that is the answer, but it's something that I've read a lot and I've been looking at a lot. Sure. And that doesn't mean, and, and what I've understood is that doesn't mean you you're, you love your wife any less. It mm-hmm. actually makes them you like, love them more and mm-hmm. you really care for them. But you have to understand, as a man and a woman, we aren't the same. Yeah. We're different. We are. We're so, so different. And because modern day society tells us, oh, men and women are equal. We're certainly not equal. We might be... Equal in regards to roles, like your your effectiveness of roles is fifty percent of the world economic situation because yep. you provide. Uh, uh, you provide life as a woman. Mm-hmm. You're a woman who provides life, which is incredible, which is one of the most important things, It is the most important thing in the world. Absolutely. But men are different and we provide something else. Oh, sure. And when we come together in unison, we are amazing and we're yeah. so loving and we, 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 we appreciate each other and it's completely 50-50. Yeah. But we're different and, it's, and and men are supposed to do certain things and women are supposed to do others. But now we're, with again, I think it's a, a Keynesian economics problem where people have like lost touch of what a true relationship is. And when you realise that when you look at the problem of society with e- economics, you realise that what history has been told is, what is they say, the history is told by the victorious, right? Mm. So when you say that, who made up history? Is it correct? Or is it, def- or is is like Chinese whispers, it's slowly just been completely diversed into something different because when someone tells you history, it sets up the future. So when you say that this is what happened in the past, like okay, well, that's normalised. It's the same principle as like, I don't know if this is a good comparison, but the guy who ran like the, the was it the four minute mile? Yeah. Once he done he did it, everybody it. done it. There you go. And it's yeah. like, I'm not sure if that's a good comparison to what I'm trying to say, but it's like <laughs> the same thing, right? Yeah. You just, you don't realize that you believe what is told to you. And I'm like, is that the truth? Because mm. there's something inside a lot of men in modern day society that something there's a twinkle in their eye that's gone. They don't feel like themselves. They don't feel prosperous. They don't 100%. look at, they don't feel pumped and they don't feel like i want to get myself i want to get a suit i want to be the man and it's like a weird um there's something not right and as i said at the start before we started the podcast is i'm not an expert in this these fields because with certain podcast people are super just intellectual and studied on these kind of things i'm just giving you a general perspective of what i think and what i've
0: learned and that's exactly why i want you on the show i want to hear what what carlo thinks um but I and summarizing what you said, I think uh, what I've taken from that and what's very clear, besides you know the roles of men and women and why like our motivations when you're single are different to when you're in relationships and you do get complacent and it happens, is I think I think the way to address that what I've like learned listening to you is from day one the motive the the motivation or the goal has been wrong. Because the complacency happens, and you hear this with like um Olympic athletes that have trained their whole lives you know for that goal, they get the goal, then it 's like, okay, now what yeah. you know what's what 's after so I think the goal setting uh, setting the your goal your and your motivation for your fitness and for your health cannot i think uh, having it based on that is too is too superficial because there's no depth to that because once you got it there's nothing else so now so for example in my i'm again reflecting my situation okay i got the girl i got married you know i've i've reached where exactly where i want to go and then it was like oh now what but now i'm finding or i'm trying to my now my motivation is changing i'm like okay now there's a future kind of like what you're saying uh like i want to provide for my wife i want you know kids you know i want to play with my kids like all these kind of things so bring it back to all this i think the motive are And I tell people this all the time is fear is fear and pain are the probably the strongest motivators, but they are they I feel that they're they're limiting because at some point this is going to go away. You'd hope so. I feel, you know, at some point it's going to go away and then you need a new, more positive type of motivation to get you there. So your motivation, for example, for going to the gym, for building muscle, whatever is aesthetics part of it. Absolutely. Let's not bullshit around here, but. It has to be, if you want, I believe, if you want it to be sustainable. There's a reason for that statistic. Thank you. There's a reason you need to be fit and six pack. Why are you doing it? Exactly. It's bigger than that. It's bigger than that six pack. It's bigger than that. But coming back to, um, uh, I wanted to talk about calorie counting with you. So obviously, and this is, again, my experience. You know, I, I learned growing up like, oh, counting calories is important, whatever. Fine. But the fucked up thing and what I only re- learned this year was, and maybe I'm super for just realizing it this year. So they say as long as you're in the calorie deficit, you'll lose weight. To a certain extent, yes, that's true. But I watched a podcast and this guy, he's a gene- geneticist and he says that not all calories are equal. So yes, technically, I could eat McDonald's every fucking day, have that one meal it'll be about what, maybe 2000 calories i'm in a 500 calorie deficit and for an average man 500 calorie deficit yes i'll like you know i'll lose weight but my health is going to be absolute trash so i th- i think there needs to be <clears throat> when you think about that not all calories are equal like the calorie i'm getting for like that big mac or the calorie that you'd get for example from like that steak, steak that that steak that you had Yes, the numbers might be the same, but the impact is completely different. So when it comes to what's your perspective around counting calories, do you see it as just a helpful tool to keep you in check? Because, again, coming back to what I was saying earlier, that seems to, I think a lot of the stuff that we've talked about today, it seems in the fitness industry, whatever, it seems to surface level. There's more. You have to go deeper to re- to have sustainability. That's what I'm taking from this conversation. So, what what would you say about the whole calorie counting aspect?
1: Again, it depends on the client, right? Like, if they if that person can't count calories and they're going to be overwhelmed and they're going to be like, oh, I don't want to count calories. Then yeah, if you're a, someone who's an IBFF pro, which is like a bodybuilding, and, and you want to get as so lean as possible, it will come to a point where you're going to have to count the calories because that's not a normal human being. You're not supposed to be that lean. Mm. If you want to be like at a certain body fat, which is lean, which is a six pack, still a six pack. It's not. I mean, like when these guys go lean, they go real lean, like so lean. That's off normality. Yeah, but having a six pack is normality for a human being. You should really have that and. Really, you think you? you yeah, consider yeah. really sure. I think every man. Should, I think everyone should be. If you're at optimized health and you're not counting calories, you're eating the right food, you're moving enough, and you're training, you automatically have a six pack.
0: Intr- that's so interesting because, in my from my perspective, I've always been like, um, like for example, to get a six pack, number one, not only have I've never had it, but I feel the amount of work I'm gonna have to put in to get that is not worth the sacrifice that I'm going you know, to make. And that comes yeah. to, again, what you're talking about, how every client, every person has their own goal, has their own mm. things that they're comfortable with sacrifice. But that's based around your sacrifice. So for yes, example, exactly. let's yes. say,
1: for example, you or um, like, I don't want to sacrifice those things, but what I'm saying is like, if you just eat like you're supposed to and don't use it as sacrifice or not sacrifice, just eat as you're supposed to, right? Yeah. You eat some, lots of meat, lots of fish, lots of fruit, and you start training and you start walking enough what's going to happen. You'll have a six-pack eventually. You'll just slowly integrate your body into that position. That's not that hard when you put it in perspective like that, right? So that's why I get a lot of results with clients because I just sit them down and say, I'm not going to give you... I used to make a full booklet and tell them to read it all and then it's too much. I just sit them down and say, you need to eat a lot of meat, a lot of fruit, and you need to do it consistently with the right people around you who are all supportive and helpful and you need to change the reboot around you. There's obviously other aspects. You need to... You need to train resistance training consistently, again, with the right people and with the right trainer that you can vibe off of. And you need to walk. You don't need to walk. You can do other things. You could could do other things. You know what I mean? I lift weights. If I do 10,000 steps and you do 10,000 steps, I'll burn more calories because I'm picking up weights all day. Sure. So I'm doing other things on top of that. But just as a measurable result, 10,000, 10,000. Then you're going to end up, your body will slowly integrate into that shape, which will be, An optimized human And an optimized human Should have a six pack You should Mm. be Not a six pack It doesn't have to be shredded But you should have Abdominal definition Like good abdominal definition definition, I would say
0: very very interesting you know I've, you're the first person probably ever spoken to that's like yeah everyone should have a six-pack and you talk about it so normally for me my whole life i i remember when i was younger like 15 16 and obviously back then i was i would go me and my friend would go after school we're like okay yeah we're gonna go to the gym but before we go to the gym <laughs> we'd walk into Spinneys, we'd get like sandwiches pepsi chocolate mm. chips go eat that and, <laughs> and then go train like just so that's the
1: a So that's what I'm saying. Like you right now, your sacrifice is in different levels. Yes, exactly. You, you may have had the fundamental. You've been doing that for a long time in your life. So yep. to you to get healthy, it just takes like okay, I just cut out fizzy juice. For me to get healthy, to healthier, I need to cut out dates. Mm. I eat too many dates. That's a, that's a personal thing. I eat too many dates. Yours is Pepsi. That's a way of where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your perception is like, oh, I'm just cutting out fast drink. And anything below that is like crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just because it's your world. That's your world. Exactly. Yeah. But my world, I'm cutting out dates to get shredded. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, you can see the difference
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, know, you know, Carla, I really appreciate how um, I, I I like people who make things simple. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's... I think we make it in our like our perspectives. It is we in even speaking to right now. Everything is saying, I'm like, he's right. It's so simple. But now you're gonna leave, and in my world, it's gonna become so complex and whatever. But it's just, I think how that's we really how good, we are. I
1: don't want to touch on that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is yeah. people overcomplicate? It's like, oh, I've got you need to. I've got the kids. I've got this. It's like, here, man. You need to do four hour four hours a week. You can do two four 45 minute sessions. Which was like, um, and then plus your travel times. So it's 90 minutes. Four times a week, all in plus travel time, and in that travel time you can probably listen to a podcast in the car. You can do other stuff. You're doing 45 minutes four times a week. You're doing some walking and you're eating properly. That's all you need to do. If you can't do that, what I'll give an example. Client said to me, "I've got I've, I've got schedule. My schedule is uh, too packed." She may, you make that schedule. Mm. You make that <laughs> schedule. You made that schedule and you did not put your health priority. You're making mm. up all this nonsense about you've got to do this and I got to do that. Oh, but what about my lifestyle, my job tells me. You picked that job you don't have to do that job but then I have Mm. to if I don't have a job okay well instead of earning 50k earn 35k and feel amazing and have an amazing life Mm. instead of earning 50k you are making these decisions you've not you didn't didn't wake up one day and be like oh god I have to do this job I have to it's slave labour no you make all those choices everything that's happened bad in my life I would say most things not everything but it's been my fault and people don't have any sort of aspect of responsibility and what I'm saying is like if you have to set up your schedule and what you go based around what I said earlier is about if you fix your health everything mm. else will be better yeah. you'll actually understand and this happens with a lot of clients mums and stuff come to me and they start they're like I don't have any time they come and they're like Jesus I, I feel so much better I talk to my kids better I make the right food decisions my mm. kids are eating better my kids are healthier my kids don't, like someone the other day said my kids are sick all the time they're catching it in school I was like your kids are not catching anything in school their immune system's shot to shit to shit because they, they 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 don't eat any any fats animal fats they're eating chicken all the time which is not a great source of protein it's like you want to have your fat fattier meats which is much better source of protein than chicken and they're and they're and they're not in the sun at all they're, you're slabbing them with 50, spf 50 mm. which is another thing i'll t- talk about is like the fact is that people put on so much spf and like you're you know you're you're from this side of the world right so you you should be getting more tan than me i'm scottish right so i don't need as much sun as you and so i i i get a certain amount of sun you need more sun because Mm. that's your genetics yeah and when you have that amount of sun that helps your your hormones and when your hormones are better everything else is better so then your schedule everything else is better so you're putting your markers up put your health first figure out when you can you can figure out what your schedule once you figure out the the health schedule build everything around that Mm. and that that will make your life so much better because everything will be better. You don't have to be, have mood swings. You can do your job better because you have the fundamentals of exercise and health in there. Another thing is people like, I'm so busy. I had nothing in the fridge. People are so scared to be a bit hungry as well. They're like, oh, I'm so busy. It's like, it doesn't matter. You're not going to die. You can live, live like 50 days without food and about three days without water. water. Drink <laughs> some water. Be hungry. Just be hungry. Yeah. They're
0: scared of discomfort. There's a, that's the problem and and that and you uh i'm so happy you said that we've become i think one of the big issues is we've put such a high priority on in like comfort not, on comfort and feelings you know i des i deserve to feel happy i deserve you know why should i not you know i want to feel happy and sometimes I'm not saying this as a, like, a, like a guy that doesn't go through these things, whatever. I'm just speaking from experience. Sometimes I'm like, when I look at people and they're like, oh, I just want to feel better. Like I want to, even if you're doing the right things, I'm like, but if, if you just feel like not happy for a while, like whatever, like I have bad, we all have bad days, whatever. I had a bad day this week, you know, I'm quiet, whatever, I'm short, whatever. I wake up the next day, I'm like, okay, I'm good again. You know, it, it's gonna happen, but we've placed now, now the conversation's going off a little bit, it's fun. And we place such a high priority on feelings, and like I deserve to feel happy, and not just happy, happy all the fucking time. That anything that uh, goes against that is something that I shouldn't do. And that's and, and really, really
1: important. You have to understand that the, the, you have to work for happiness. If you want to, wor- if you want to be happy, you have to work for that. Or mm. you never really, actually, nothing in life is. Is, is worthwhile unless you work for it. Like if someone turned around and gave you a million dollars, and someone and you had, or you work for a million dollars, what would the difference in feelings be? It would be a lot different because you worked for that principle, and also behind it, you have a lot more skill sets to make that. To, to in comparison, and as you said, as you said, like if, if you're not if you're not constantly happy is like that's it's not the goal is not always what the goal is is the goal mm. to always be happy no the, the goal is the goal is whatever the goal that you want but at the same time you need to be you need to have the understanding of to have happy times you have to have sad times and when people don't put understand that discomfort is the goal be as be as uncomfortable as possible for as much time i actually say, a saying i always says be uncomfortable be as uncomfortable as possible for a better life and be have you know comfort as much comfort as you can for a worse life and If you think of those principles You think Okay well if I'm really Comfortable all the time I'm actually going to have A worse life Whereas Mm. if I'm constantly training when I don't feel like it and I'm doing things like I don't feel like doing, I'll actually have the the better person. And Joe Rogan talks about it. Says when you yeah, put yeah. your feet up top at the end of the day and, you've, and you and you crack even if you did had crack open a beer and you were like, I worked for the last three weeks on this project, that is gonna be such a cool aspect of feeling for the next three hours compared to the guy who just does the same thing every day. And it's mm-hmm. the same principle as food. If you eat the if you eat all the time, and like like, "Oh, I want to eat this, I want to eat that like obviously I want to eat <laughs> yeah. that as well, I want to do this, I also want to go and you know you know punch a guy because he's you know being annoying to me or I want to do this you can't just do things because you want to do it it's like mm. a, it's like a spoiled brat yeah it's like you want to do this, and I want to eat like this because I deserve it it's like Listen, you need to get the principles in place first, and we're all working on ourselves, me included. I'm nowhere near where I should be. Well, of course. In the next yeah. two years, I'll look back and think, "What well, guy okay, you didn't know nothing." <laughs> we'll always be like that, and I've realized that. But it's it's really important to get the
0: fundamentals correct, in my yeah. opinion. No, hundred percent. And <clears throat> what you're talking about when it comes to being uncomfortable, I've realized, you know, over the last like few months, I've been doing a lot of you know introspection, whatever. I'm like, oh wow. And my dad even called me out. He's like, "Bro, you're too fucking comfortable right now." And I'm like, you know what? you're 100% right, you know, sometimes you just have to, like, you have to call it, you call it like it is, and it's okay, and, you know, we'll get, we'll, we will get, you know, back to a more positive place, but uh, that example that you used, I remember of, like, I don't want to go to the gym, but I went, that, that, like, aspect, like, I did some, I remember in Amsterdam, man, like, it'd be free, Freezing in the winter, I just put on like, you know, those like legging things, you know, some shorts and I walk to the gym and I walk back home and like even when it's dark, it's raining, whatever, Mm. I fucking got up and I went. Mm. That feeling of like triumph if I did that, whatever else happened in my day, I didn't give a fuck. Because I've accomplished, you know, so much and and when it comes to, you know, we, you, uh, you talked about you have to work for the happiness. Like when I go to the gym, when I go to the gym, I even though it's, it's a simple thing for me, it's like a like person. I'm like, oh, it's such an Good. it's such an accomplishment. You it's know, amazing. it feels like I've done the right like I've done the right thing today. You know, I'm moving in the right direction. But I wanted to come on to um, just when it comes to um, like training in specific, specifically, because I've been going through this in my head. So i've been doing pretty much the same workout plus minus for the last like three years um, and I told you uh it worked you know, but worked, it worked when other things you know were happening in my life. so my question always becomes and I choose these exercises because again i don't do the other ones because I hate them because again kind of worked on it's uncomfortable so when it comes to training does it mat does it really does it really, really if i'm if, Let's say I'm not, I'm not like an athlete training for like a thing. I'm just trying to, you know, get, get fit, build muscle. Does it really matter what exercises I do or should and should I be, is this something that I should be changing every, you know, once in a while, you know, to do that? Or that does it matter? That's my question. I mean, if you go out this
1: door, right, and you go and look for a butcher shop and you go and walk about and you're like, okay, I'm going to find, you'll eventually come across a butcher shop, right? Mm. Eventually. But if you put on the sat-nav butcher shop, you'll get there much quicker. So what is your goal? Like uh-huh. you have to have a target in mind, right? You have to know your path and you have to have structure and you have to have like an actual guidance to know where you're going. Yeah. So if you're just going around doing that, yes, you will maybe eventually get to that goal or find the butcher shop in my analogy, but you have to have, you have like a structured plan, you're going to get there so much faster and even with that being said, find the boot shop, you might not find it Mm. because you depend on your goal. If you have a really high goal, you still might not find it. But in a general aspect, if you're just just to drop body fat and stuff, you might eventually get there. But, You might not, but the 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 main focus is to actually have a structured plan. And a lot of the time, it's about asking people the who's around you the right answer. Yeah. Like if you want to, you know, you want to grow in in terms of your drop body fat, but you don't know how to do it. That's also you're just guessing it. But you might think you know. Yeah. So you that's why expert advice is always the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then once you do the expert advice, if you want to carry on, carry on. If you don't, you don't. But. You definitely should be doing. Even if you're a businessman, if you're a billionaire, I bet a billionaire has a mentor. I bet a, mm. a billionaire has got a business coach. Mm-hmm. So why doesn't everyone like?
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And by the way, that example you use is is I love that analogy because it's uh, it, it's not that you, you might it's you might find it you might uh, you still can get there, but it's about the efficiency and you know that you it comes back from you reengineer from the goal that you know you're trying to achieve. Uh, Carlo, for my last few questions, I wanted to ra- I wanted to round up with, you know, uh, this one, because I think this is one that's so important and one that I don't understand. So we've talked today about discipline. We've talked about eating. right, We've talked about the importance of training, walking, all these kind of things. Right. But uh, coming back to the nutrition side, because I feel that is the side where every- most people we all struggle the most. Like it's easier for me to go to the gym three, four times a week because that's like an activity it's just something that I do. Than to come home and be disciplined, you know, with the way I eat. Um, And it comes from, you know, and I think when it comes to emotional regulation, like when we're stressed, we're hungover, we're out, you know, I want the nastiest food, you know, I want that just to fill that thing. And how do I, what do you, by building these habits, I think it does take time, but also there's an uh, element of guilt that comes with it. Like sometimes we'll have a meal and after you'll be like, oh, fuck, man, like I feel like I feel so guilty for having that meal, you know, so how do you. What advice would you have For someone like me how do, like, how do I manage my guilt Or how do I What are the tools Or maybe I need to Reframe my perspective Around that How do I improve that How do I manage that You know that, The emotional I, I would have
1: I would work for, for it I would again Go back to work ethic I would be like Okay I'll have a cheat meal On a Saturday night And then enjoy it Really enjoy but it cheat like whatever Or there's yeah. a limit Yeah Be you want Like I mean whatever I mean like it depends But like I mean pretty much You can have a <laughs> yeah. pizza And a pasta Both at the same time With a cake On a Saturday night Yeah But it's a Saturday night. That doesn't mean you put the leftovers in the fridge and have a little bit in the morning. You have to have structure behind stuff. If I go into the fridge, right? Anywhere I go, right? And there's a not, so at home, and there was bad food there. I'm going to eat it. I'm human. I'm the same as you. Yeah. But I understand certain principles not to have that in place. Yeah. So 95% of the time, I'll eat really good. And then on occasion, I'll go and eat a, you know, a burger. And uh, I don't know, like fries, but I'll have a burger and maybe like some, some cake or something.
0: Mm. So, yeah. And so again, it comes back to like you're, uh, what you're saying is discipline. Discipline, but also structure, and knowing this knowledge. Knowing that when I give someone a
1: nutrition plan, I will have one, two, three things steps. It won't just be the nutrition plan; it'll be steps, recommendations to do. Yeah. Like number one, I even remember off the top of my head is go in the house, get a plastic bag, and throw out all the food, even if it's new food that you've not waste the money. Throw it in the bin. Throw the the rubbish, the the
0: crap crisps in the bin because what will happen is you won't buy it again. Mm, yeah, exactly. And by the way, that's something that I've had to start doing because if I have like if if the chips are in the house is game you know it's done i'm um, it in the house gonna, yeah so i stopped i'm like once a week i'll be allowed to see like that popcorn and yeah. throw away <laughs> <laughs> for the record i didn't get that but you know we're gonna have to uh, yeah. have, a, talk- <laughs> have yeah. a discussion about it later damn i thought he wouldn't see it <laughs> uh, carlo man uh i just have two more questions for you yeah. these are questions that i ask uh, all my guests uh first of all uh looking back either professionally or personally when i ask you the question what are you most proud of for yourself what would you say proud of i would say that um from knowing me when
1: I was younger to where I get to now is a different, is a very hard understanding of how I've got here from who I used to be. I think that I listen everyone's had their own journey and everyone's had their own struggles, but from where I was to where I know what the knowledge that I know now, like I I remember when I, I was like, I, honestly I'll be open with it when I was 19, 20 years old I couldn't really read and write that well I was really bad my grammar was really bad and even now it's not the greatest I've got strong points I've got weaker points but I was able to if that's one thing that I wasn't good at but the amount of improvement and
0: self-development I have in the, over this t- time has, has made me proud specifically yeah I yeah, know for sure man and I th- when you reflect on the person that you were, if you if you're happy or at least you feel like you've made progress to the person that you are now, I think that is the most for any person has the most mm-hmm. satisfying feeling because y- you did it. You know, yeah. no one else, no one else did that, and you put in that work. And for my last question, Carlo, what is the message you'd like everyone to take home with them today? Um, my message would be to look after yourself um, and
1: and understand that everything that you do um, in regards to like your you know, work, everything, whatever your goal is, it always understands is the fundamental of your health. Yeah. And without the fundamental of the health part, then you're really just guessing and you're just really like trying to like fight your, fight your way through a situation where... You, you're always you know, pissing against the wind. Yeah. You're always trying to go one way and it's coming right back at you because your mm. fundamentals not correct. And my suggestion would be get your health in order and stop telling, giving yourself excuses that this is happening, that's happening. And because a lot of this is happening that's happening because you're, you're not in the right place mentally yeah. and you're
0: not feeding yourself the right food and you're not getting enough sun and you're not doing these basic principles. Yeah. So get the fundamentals and prioritize your health. Yeah. Awesome. Carlo, I want to say, man, mm-hmm. thank you so, so much for coming on the show. Right. This has been so much fun i 've loved the conversation i 've really learned you know so much from you and it was it was kind of therapeutic for me because I was asking so many questions i 've had about myself, so I really appreciate no you know. The honesty and you know the knowledge and expertise that you shared with us today uh, people want to reach out with you work with you where can we get in touch what's the best place carlo milo fitness that's where i have my instagram page probably the best place um that to, to contact me i'll just keep that as my main focus is my one instagram page carlo milo fitness carlo milo fitness we're gonna put that and we'll put that in the show notes carlo man thank you so much for coming on the show it's been an absolute pleasure guys everyone listening thank you so much we I really appreciate it please make sure to like follow and share and subscribe to the podcast at Hope It Helps Pod on Instagram. And as always, guys, hope it helps. Peace.